Welcome to For Everyone Always, a podcast presented by Damage Society. Poorly hosted every week by Alex and JB, as we discover how hard podcasting can be. Join our alternative community, where there's open arms and ears for all. This is For Everyone Always. Shit, is that just a one-take hit? Right, so this episode, we thought we have spoken a bit about music, and we've mentioned in the previous episodes that we both have a love for films, and uh, so we've recently both seen, well, both into Marvel, Marvel mm-hmm. films, and we've both recently recently seen Guardians 3, mm-hmm. which, in a word, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on Guardians? Thoughts on Guardians? Like, um, in comparison to maybe, like, some other Phase 4 films that have come out recently, or the other two Guardians films? Yeah, so for a lot of people that grew up watching the Marvel Phase 1 right from the get-go yeah. with Iron Man and stuff, I don't think it's a hot take in saying a lot of people are not really enjoying some of the Marvel films recently. Yeah, no, it's... Um, it's more wider known opinion that is. Yeah, like personally, I haven't. The last one that I properly enjoyed before that was uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, which mm-hmm. I saw with you. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really seen many others after that. Okay. I think maybe Thor: Love and Thunder I might watch, but I think people have said it's not. It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed yeah. bag. Then there's the the TV series on Dis. <clears throat> Excuse me, on Disney. Yeah. Um, which are you up to date with them or not? Which ones? So there's, oh, like She-Hulk and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I've watched, I've watched them, but like, uh, what's the other new one recently? Um, the new Ant-Man film. Mm-hmm. I've heard not great stuff about that. Yeah. So it's kind of, I kind of feel like I don't want to waste my time in watching some of this stuff. But yeah, I feel like Guardians still holds a bit of the old school Marvel kind of feel. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was because they were kind of they. They broke some mould, they did, I feel. Because mm-hmm. they came in, I think it was must have been phase two yeah. with the first Guardians film. And it was very different because not a lot of people knew who those characters were. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're not into the comics, as we aren't really. Mm-hmm. Then it was kind of like, well, how are these guys going to fit in? And that's obviously the first time we saw Thanos. Yeah. Which was great. That's true. And yeah, I think they've, how they've popped up in like other films, like Infinity War and Endgame. And obviously they had the holiday special. Yeah. Um, it's really good to see those characters in different situations because mm-hmm. they are. It 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 works as like then they're not really any main characters. I feel I feel like as though as a group they are one main character. Okay. Because they're all pretty much together. You know what I kind of do feel. Them. Yeah. I think I feel like they're. Feel like more of an established group than the Avengers. Is that a hot, is that is that, is that a hot take? <laughs> Not quite a hot take. Because if you think about Luke, it, the a Avengers. Take. <laughs> I mean, we probably should have said at the start of this spoilers, right? Well, you can say it now. We haven't really said anything. <clears throat> yeah. So spoilers, because we're probably going to start talking about from this about point out. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So up until. Up until the end of this Guardians film, it's always been those guys. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the Avengers feel a bit more fluid about like who's actually in the Avengers, who's not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, is War Machine an Avenger? Essentially, yeah. Mm. But 
He's a bit of a B character, isn't he? Yeah. No shade to, to Rhodey, but still. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, <clears throat> Spider-Man. I know he kind of mentions, oh, cool, I'm an Avenger now, but, like, does Tony actually make him an actual Avenger? Or yeah, is like in Infinity War. When okay. they're on the alien ship. Like, Ant-Man. Is he an Avenger? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of characters that I feel like were from those early phases. Are they actually part of the Avengers, or is it... I feel like they're not as on the same par as, like, Iron Man, Hulk, Cap, Thor. Um, well, by the end of Endgame, they were all Avengers, weren't they? I suppose so. But that's where I feel like it can, becomes a bit diluted. Like, if everyone's part of the group, what is the group? Whereas the Guardians of the Galaxy are very much those specific guys, mm. aren't they? I suppose you can be an Avenger if you are worthy. Yeah. But, like, even in Infinity War and Endgame, they had that little bit of a scene where the Avengers and the Guardians were kind of like, <laughs> what, are they, what, are they, what did they say? Like, what did Star-Lord say? It was like, who are the Avengers or something like that? Oh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Yeah. So it was almost like, you could, I mean, you could have argued that all of those, the, the Guardians could be classed as Avengers at some point, but, like, yeah. I, th- I like the fact that it's almost like their own little unique club. You're mm-hmm. a new group, and I feel like it stands strong. And now I've rambled so long, I don't know what my original point was. No, I don't know either. <laughs> um, anyway, but, yeah. yeah. So uh, it was a good, it was a good film. Um, Guardians three, yeah. Yeah, Guardians three. Have you got any theories on where you think the next film, like films, could go, or do you think they might? Do you think they'll carry on doing the Guardians films with a new team? I'd like to think they won't, purely okay. because I think they are James Gunn's films. Yeah. And if anyone else tried to do another one, it just would not feel the same. Mm-hmm. Especially the style that he's used with like filming it, with like the cameras and the cinematography and things. Mm-hmm. It's very refreshing to see that in a different in a film like that in a different way because all Marvel films up till now, till that one, have been quite static and they've been they've been shot the same way, mm-hmm. like similar styles, camera angles and things, you know. There are like bar a few films or a few scenes here and there, mm-hmm. but more often than not, they are very much the same. But I feel as though maybe Kevin Feige gave James Gunn a bit more leeway with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's had a bit more creative control over it, which was really good. So I suppose that <clears throat> post-credit scene where you've got the new Guardians that yeah. might be more like a <clears throat> excuse me. That post-credit scene might be more like a them riding off into the sunset as that new formation. Well, I suppose they kind of do, don't they? They kind of... I, don't, I can't remember what the enemy is. Is it just like a load it's of like aliens or something? alien goats or something. That's it. And they Charging kind of, at them. They all just charge towards them and then it kind of fades to black, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, so they are kind of running off into battle. Yeah. Like you say, and... Yeah, for, so for future events, I feel as though they may just pop up as like a, either a cameo in like another... another cosmic mm-hmm. film or they will show up in one of the Avengers films later down the line yeah. when they're called upon. Mm. So they might be protecting... Because so, obviously, if, if, if you're still going to go with Kang as the main villain, which they've now said, oh, we're not, but that might just be because of the Jonathan Majors stuff that's come out. Oh, yeah. So they might be changing the character now. But if they stay with Kang, and obviously there's so many different variations of him... Mm-hmm. He could appear at multiple times at once in multiple different places. Right. So 
instead of them all kind of coming together like at the end of Endgame and fighting them all at one spot, mm-hmm. it could be them fighting at different places all at the same time. Sweet. Could that could that go across different timelines as well? Yeah. That's cool. So it could either it could either break the boundaries of the multiverse more and create more havoc, mm. or if they defeated them all and I don't know, used maybe came up with some sort of like capturing device like in Ghostbusters or something hmm. to like capture the Kangs. <laughs> you know what I mean? If they all had them. Fuck it, just do a crossover, just get Ghostbusters oh, in. Man, that'd be great. So uh, yeah, I think that's where it could go. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that, like them not fighting in one big spot again because it, it, yeah. it's been done. Well, it also, if you think about practically like the battlefield that that must be, it just seems sound, look, looks ridiculous. Yeah. Just like you got thousands so of aliens, going on. massive, massive aliens, mm-hmm. hundreds of Avengers, and it's just like, you wouldn't have room for manoeuvre. Hmm. No. I suppose it kind of looks like a spectacle, but yeah, it doesn't... And what was Spider-Man swinging onto <laughs> in Endgame? That question's <laughs> been asked so many times. <laughs> Which bit? When he swings through the portal? No, no. So when they're all charging towards Thanos and his stuff, oh yeah, he's like, where is he swinging from? And people said, oh, it's Thanos' ship. But no, that's further away. That's behind all of him and all. Is there no aliens or anything above? Nothing. The only thing running forward is Giant Man. Wow, okay. So he could could have been swinging on him. But it just doesn't seem plausible because he wasn't like at the same spot as him. He wasn't like directly over him. Mm. So, I don't know. There's a lot of flaws in that movie. For how great it is, there were quite a few goofs. Does Ant-Man's name change to Giant Man when he's big? Uh, technically in the comics but they still just call him Ant-Man right another side little question yeah I feel like I work at Marvel now go on then so you know how (laughs) Rocket has always historically said like I'm not a raccoon yeah I wonder what he actually thinks that he was until he accepted at the end of this film that he is actually a raccoon I wonder what he thought he was I don't well that's a good question he either I like to think he either thought of himself as horrible as it sounds, as just an abomination or a creature. Right. So that's like a bit... But so calling himself a raccoon would have been a compliment? Um, maybe, maybe, maybe he brushed off and like denied what he was from so many people asking him or calling him names because he didn't want to... He didn't really want to know what he really was. Mm. Or he just didn't want to think about the past, possibly. Because the, yeah, because I'm sorry. All yeah. the all the names that he gets called, they're like half the animals that are in the testing centers, aren't mm. they? Of the high evolutionary. True. So maybe he, whenever he heard a name and stuff, it just brought back that trauma. A maybe. lot of people have said like, go back and rewatch Guardians one and two, and notice loads of things that Rocket says, and you'll think now you've seen number three, you'll understand what references he's on about and stuff. Or oh. they have like underlying mo- uh, meaning. Mm. That's cool, because the only other way that he could that kind of makes sense him saying I'm a raccoon is if he was like his brain was it was a he was a person or he was something else mm-hmm. and his brain was <clears throat> transferred like medically into that body or something like that. But after yeah. watching that, that's clearly not what happens. No, no, he's obviously just a mutated raccoon. Yeah, just been put like mm. 
computer parts into him essentially and unless he thinks that his his brain was so evolved that he didn't want to just think of himself as just being a raccoon kind of like saying like when the he was the guy that created him the high evolutionary yeah. Oh no, the um the guy with the face that gets ripped off. Who's it? Yeah, that's that the high him? evolutionary, yeah. Oh. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. So yeah, it's almost like <clears throat> if he has so much power that tr- goes to his head, he calls himself a god instead of a person. Yeah. So he'd probably get pissed off if someone called him just a human. Yeah, same so principle. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if it's that kind of principle. Possibly. I mean we're just theorizing it. <laughs> no, it's good theories. A theory yeah. is a, any theory is a good theory. Mm. If you want to be mentioned in the podcast, please send your ideas, favourite bands, film recommendations, and anything else for others to know about to 07956 329 256 via WhatsApp, and we'll do our best to read out your comments on future episodes. So that's that film. Yeah. So the Spider-Man, I haven't watched yet, but you have. Yes. And I probably will be watching it, but I'm, I'm also keen to talk about it. Okay. Some, to some degree so if you want to drop a couple of spoilers you feel free to do so I don't mind well but, I kind of we have already spoke briefly about it yeah <clears throat> so it's a hefty runtime for an animated film it's 2 hours 20 really yeah that's so interesting during the film they without they kind of break the fourth wall but without breaking it mm-hmm. so they don't like necessarily talk directly to the camera or address us as the audience but they also they they explain the like the Marvel canon films to us a bit. Interesting. So when they travel to like, I think it's called the Spider-Verse headquarters or something like that. It's like just where all the different types of spider people are. Right. And there's Spider-Man 2099. He is talking about um, how, we, how all Spider-Men in their own universe have to go through what all the other spider people do mm-hmm. to ensure that the multiverse works in order and that the villains don't cross over. Okay. So hence why in No Way Home, because mm-hmm. obviously uh, Peter Parker and Doctor Strange messed with the timeline, they created a riff in the multiverse, mm-hmm. bringing in all villains from different universes. Right. Um, including Venom. From mm-hmm. the Sony universe. Of course, yeah. So it's the same principle with this, that he's saying we can't afford to have all these villains crossing over if we're going to keep it all safe and keep people alive. Okay. Um, and you actually find out that... So the spider that bit Miles Morales in the first film was actually from Earth-42, and that's not Miles's universe. So it was actually supposed to buy a different Miles. Interesting. Um, And so, yeah, there's another spoiler, but I won't, I won't give it to you because it's quite at the very end of the film. Oh, so wait a minute. If he's not the right Miles, that means the story arc for Peter, for Spider-Man, could potentially be skewed. Well, so that I think, no, no. So Peter Parker in Miles's universe died, didn't he? Right. Fighting the big green goblin. Mm, I can't really remember it. <laughs> You'll have to rewatch it. So yeah. he, he uh, yeah, he died fighting green goblin to which, because he was trying to save Miles and Miles got bit at the same time, like pre- before that. And I think it all kind of f- fitted in 
it worked out at the same time as him dying and him getting his powers. But if he hadn't got his powers, it just would have been a Spider-Man-less world. His oh. universe would have been. Okay. And they're saying as well that in all the different universes, like either uh, Uncle Ben or Aunt May. Aunt May or Captain Stacy, they all have to die. Right. In order for Spider-Man to kind of become a better version of himself sort mm-hmm. of thing. That's I think that's what they're trying to get at. I'll have to watch it again because I can't remember the exact quote. Um, but yeah, during that sequence, there's quite a few canon cameos. Interesting. Yeah. And we were pleasant. Me and my missus, when we were watching it, we were, just kept looking at it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's <laughs> about five times we said it. So um, one of the things I was cool. I was actually going to ask is these animated Spider-Man films are they they're canon so the, so the yeah. canon right yeah so the yeah yeah so they're the same as like um, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man films now yeah. as well as the Venom films so okay. they all class as canon that's cool yeah I mean I don't know if it's a spoiler or not because I haven't seen it and I don't want to go off too much of a tangent but <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if you know somewhere down the line we have an actual like animated slash live action like crossover well it's funny you should say that they've announced that they're doing a live action Miles Morales movie okay yeah so he could potentially either that be he could be that could just be his own universe or he could it could have a crossover yeah he could plummet from one universe mm-hmm. into another and go from animated to, to yeah animated to live yeah. action because that would be cool. Without giving too much away, there are some live action people in this animated film. Sweet. And a few might be some cameos. Interesting. Are you excited to see it now? I am. I said that. I mean, <laughs> when you said that you guys were dead excited, I presume that it might have been. Because it's, it's the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. I presumed that there might be something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, imagine like a full film of it though. That'd be great. Because, I mean, with CGI, most of these films are like an animation, animated film anyway. So yeah. it wouldn't be difficult to just pencil them in. Mm. But that would be that'd be pretty cool. I'd like to see that. You're going to have to rewatch uh, the first one. Yeah. Just refresh yourself before you watch the new one. All in all, it's a great film in terms of action, heart, romance, Ooh. determination, um... It's just executed very well. Like the animation style is really arty and yeah. an yeah, expression. I think a lot of people like that about the the first yeah, one. Yeah, it's yeah, it does. Like they change the colors and like the style of like how you view it and things like that. And it really it brings out the the message that you're trying to get through in mm-hmm. every scene. And yeah, some of the like the the building up to the climax and stuff. The end of the film is just. That's <laughs> great. It's just no words for it. You just that's the yeah. thing. This Spider-Man's one of the most like um, emotional and empathetic superheroes that that are out there. Yeah, like most, you know, most guys, girls, whatever, teenagers. Mm-hmm. I think anyone can um, find some kind of similarities to, to mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yeah, just because he's a is a is a guy that just goes to Spider-Man struggles. or to Peter Parker or to the person behind the Spider-Man mask. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I think yeah, that's what that, they do a good job of that in this film because there's so yeah. many different Spider-Mans from different backgrounds. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah, they've all got a variation of the mask, but say it's just one mask. Behind that mask, you've got you could be Gwen, you could mm-hmm. be Miles, you could be Peter. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, there's that's awesome that you can. There's so many different people that can relate to the that one character in a sense. True. Um, but yeah, it's just that that adversity of knowing what it feels like to to lose a person and learn from that and learn that there's more more to life and there's more and how to be a better person and yeah it's awesome yeah but um yeah i'm excited to watch it so if anyone's looking for some pop culture merch we do sell a few bits on the website so you can check out things like guardians of the galaxy some iron man t-shirts some Punisher t-shirts mm-hmm. and little bits and bobs like that. Yeah, we've got a lot of Spider-Man stuff as well, right? And yeah, we've got Spider-Man, we've we've got Spider-Man the Avengers, X-Men, WandaVision. Yeah, I mean, in the future we'll probably have more uh, more episodes talking about maybe Marvel, Marvel specifically because we haven't even talked about some of our favourite Marvel films. True. Um, <clears throat> but uh, Trying to keep these episodes contained. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, anything else we need to mention? Um, I think that's it. I think we'd like to hear people's opinions on the latest Marvel films or just let us know what your favourite films are. Yeah. Uh, from the Marvel Universe or the Sony Universe, whichever ones. And give us your theories of where the MCU is heading. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, hit us up on Instagram or the uh, the WhatsApp number that we've now got yeah. on the, the podcast. Um, hit us up and let us know maybe specifically some of your favourite Marvel films first and then as a follow up from this episode we can then talk just about just send us anything Marvel related yeah I suppose so yeah <laughs> I think would be a great start uh, yeah happy to wrap it up so we hope you <laughs> sorry we, we hope you had a great time listening to this episode I know we had a great time talking about it yes and if you want us to do more movie talks I know we would love to uh, hit us up on social media again or the whatsapp number or if you want us to do a specific episode on a topic we will do our research or we will do our best to deliver yes correct correct thank you very much for listening see you next time see you next time bye 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 now thank you all for listening to this episode if you like this episode please share with your friends and family to help grow our community tune in next week for more ramblings and mediocrity from your two moronic hosts What are you doing? Oh, for fuck's sake. I can't keep <laughs> clean my fucking glasses. <laughs> I started recording, by the way. Good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that you have. Oh, <laughs> that's going to hurt everyone's ears. <laughs>